And people find that's really challenging in their lives when they're solopreneurs and they have a partner that doesn't feel that drive and doesn't have that investment in their business. Okay, hello, AI, because AI can then become that partner. And now let's go back to the creativity element. Welcome to the She Can Systemize podcast. I'm your host, Taryn Rochelle, your girlfriend with the systems plan. Just like you, I wear many hats. As a mom of two, CEO and founder of the Socialized Style Co. and reoccurring conference speaker, it is my mission to not only build my business around my life, but to help you do so as well. And how do I help you do this? Systems, of course. This podcast is here to help you infuse systems in your business and your personal life so we can ditch the overwhelm and feel in control. So it's time to pop in those AirPods, listen while you work, or relaxing with a glass of wine or my go-to, an espresso martini, and buckle up because we're about to turn chaos into confetti in your life because yes, you can systemize and I am here to help you do it. Hey guys, welcome back to She Can Systemize. I am your host, Taryn Rochelle, and I am joined by Cameron and Tia, who are wedding photographers and photography business coaches based in Minneapolis. Cameron is an ex-attorney, and Tia is a past dance teacher who transformed their passions into a career that allows them to have a life together filled with independence and tons of travel. Now they teach others how to create the same flexibility and freedom in their own businesses. I stumbled across these two from a podcast, which is, you know, the power of podcasting people. I stumbled across them on my girls on Duo on Air, and I heard their conversation about AI and ChatGPT, and I knew I was already going to have a podcast episode on this and knew they were the perfect people to bring in, especially with their photography background, since lots of you guys listening are photographers. So thank you so much for joining me, Cameron and Tia. Oh, oh, yes. Thank that. you so much, Taryn. We are so excited to be here. So excited about, to chat about AI. Yeah. Yeah. I'm super excited. This is probably like one episode I've just been like waiting and waiting and waiting to record because I secretively have been using a lot of AI in ChatGBT. Mm-hmm. I am all about testing out things before I'm just like, hey, everyone do this, um, especially because I'm coming from it from a standpoint of productivity and Mm -hmm. we are all about systems and things Mm -hmm. like that. And I want to make sure that whatever I'm telling you guys is going to be things that one I use and also is going to increase your productivity, which for me, it definitely has. So for you guys, Cameron and Tia, like how did you guys start getting into using AI and chat chat GPT in your business and what has it really done for you? Totally. Absolutely. So I'll start by saying we're really similar to you and we love to test things. Um, Spoiler alert. We love AI. We're really excited about AI. So as we dive into this episode, I just want to put that out there. But Cam and I love to get in and test things right from the get go. We think there's a lot of power in being early adopters. And what's that stat that you heard recently? Uh, about ChatGPT yeah. specifically, yeah. yeah. So there was a new study that just came out um, that showed so fifty eight percent of adults know about ChatGPT. Super high, which is great, that's really high, cool. right? Like that's pretty crazy. But yeah, but only fourteen percent are actually using it. And so like, there's eighty six percent of people, basically like six out of seven people, are not using this amazing tool that's out there for us to use. And I feel like for us, we're both just very curious people and we're like Mm -hmm. excited to learn and see what new is out there and like see what can help us do our jobs better or more efficiently or faster or just easier kind of. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And so in everything, we want to try to be the first people who are trying trying this out, be in that first wave, just give things a try. And we think that there's a lot of power to that. And we've seen a lot of things in our business really play out super successful for us in being early adopters, whether that be that we get a founder's rate, whether that be that we see a lot of growth. Like for example, we had a lot of growth in TikTok really early on because we got on there and we were posting and we were getting after it when other people were sitting on the sidelines saying, eh, I don't think this is really for my business. I don't really think that's, this is a thing. And so we just think there's a lot of power in curiosity. So AI and ChatGPT specifically, when we saw ChatGPT start happening, this was one thing that I was not feeling curious about. <laughs> I'll be honest. I'm going to fess up, people. I was pretty scared, I would say, about AI. And I just really did not see how that was going to interact with our business. When AI tools started coming out and Cam was like, okay, let's try this. Let's, let's get on this. Let's see how we can put this in workflows. It's really cool, I promise. I was like, uh, I don't know. Feels like a lot of work. Feels like, you know, you kind of have to take a step to the side to start discovering things to maybe take steps forward where I'm like, let's just keep making progress. And I feel like for entrepreneurs, that's a really detrimental mindset. I'm calling myself out. So I, when I, Cam started presenting me with AI and how AI looks in our daily lives. Yeah, I think Tia, also just like the idea of AI is like kind of scary. Like what is, a, what's happening? I don't know. Yeah. And I feel like for us, it's just a reminder that like, okay, every time you use Google Maps to navigate you to whatever location you're doing or you're going to, you're using a form of AI. Or um, we have a lot of like smart home things in our house. So anytime you're talking to Siri or any other smart home assistant, you're interacting with a form of AI. It's just like all around us already, there are so many instances of us using and loving AI. Literally loving. We have our we have smart shades and so they open right before sunrise so that I can just like wake up with the daylight. Love. 10 out of 10. <laughs> I am obsessed. Uh -huh. And so when Kim presented all that, I was like, okay, you're so right. It's already all around me. Like let's yeah. get after it. I see uh -huh. the benefits to it. And so from there on out, we started diving into ChatGPT specifically, which I know we'll talk a lot about today, and then a whole lot of other tools. Now I think the AI is developing so fast that there are hundreds upon hundreds of tools. Um, but at the get-go, we were really trying to dabble in a whole lot of stuff. Try a little of this, try a little of that. Like you were saying, Taryn, it's so worthwhile to get in and see if it's a good fit for you and see if it's a good fit for your business to then potentially dive in, to potentially systemize it and put it in workflows and make it happen for you. And would you say like in your guys' relationships is interesting, like I love talking with like duos and yeah. stuff uh -huh. in, in, in business relationships and personal ones. And so for you guys, would you say, Cameron, are you more like techie in the relationship and business? And then Tia, are you more like the creative side? I'm just interested to hear yeah. kind of like your guys' dynamic. No, absolutely. Um, yeah. Cam is very techie. So yeah. um, all growing up, Cam has had that drive to just like explore. Like he's, I don't know, you can explain this, but he's like on feeds and like, oh what, what does that mean? <laughs> just news. Like I just subscribe to RSS feeds so I get my news <laughs> through apps, but that's So really clearly this is techie, revealing. I don't yeah. know what an RSS feed is. <laughs> but like Cam wakes up every morning. He watches YouTube. He checks out his feeds. He checks out Twitter. He's finding out what's new. Like that kind of vibe. Cam was also like like in college he built his own computer so like yes very much the answer is yes um i would say though cam and cam and i in general where one person has a has a weakness the other person has a strength in terms of creativity i think that's one place where we both coexist yeah. we're both very creative in different ways and in our earlier careers we saw that kind of pop up here and there until we became entrepreneurs and we love to harness the power of creativity and i think that's something that's really a strength for us but 
yeah, I would say I'm not techie. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's definitely like interesting to hear because, you know, for anyone, even if it's just that you are more creative or, you know, people that are like bigger visionaries and stuff too, like kind of have a hard time of like, like harnessing in and utilizing system tools or anything like this. That's just like, whoa, like this is going to like, you know, either take away personality or things Mm -hmm. like that. And that is like a big, you know, setback or like confusion for people when it comes to chat GPT or AI is that, is this going to take away personality in my business? Or is this going to just really make everything feel like a robot? And, you know, when I first heard of the tool, that was like my initial thought, but Mm -hmm. I love Mm -hmm. automations. Like, and Mm -hmm. I don't think Mm -hmm. automations take away personality. So I'm the same way with you guys where I'm like, I'm going to dive in and see what this is. I'm not going to ever say, oh, this tool you shouldn't use in your business or anything if I haven't used it. And so I think that's one thing you have to see, you know, is this right for your business? And I think, a tool like this in AI in general is something that everyone should be using in their business personally. Yeah. Um, but for you guys, what is your feelings on, you know, the personality side of chat GPT and AI for people with their business? Yes. Okay. Before we dive into the personality, I want to jump back to something you said, Taryn, because I think it's so powerful that Cam and I are really fortunate that we have two of us, right? That we get to bounce ideas off of each other. We get to have where I have a weakness, Cam has a strength. He can set up this podcast gear for me. Like that's (laughs) awesome. And I think a lot of solopreneurs feel this lack of someone to bounce ideas off of or someone to help with first drafts or someone to be able to just like get you started and have that companion. And people find that's really challenging in their lives when they're solopreneurs and they have a partner that doesn't feel that drive and doesn't have that investment in their business. Okay. Hello, AI, because AI can then become that partner. And now let's go back to the creativity element, Um, like that personality. So AI is maybe not made to do that, right? And maybe it will be eventually. And maybe it can be through further prompting. But right now, we love using AI as that other business partner or as that VA or as that OBM or whatever it is, someone that can help you get started with a first draft, a second draft, a third draft as you continue prompting them. Someone who can be that sounding wall for you, for you to bounce ideas off of, for actually them to give you ideas and they're almost bouncing them off you. Um, And I think that that just gives so much power to solopreneurs out there or even people who don't have the team that they currently desire. Maybe they have three, but they wish they had the five. AI can start to bring so much to the table for them to allow them to have a brainstorming partner, to allow them to ideate so much easier. And so um, I think that's really powerful. Let's hone in on the personality aspect. So Cam and I are really big proponents of AI will only do so much for you without you. Like AI needs you to be able Mm -hmm. to prompt and to be able to give more and more details. And what's the Tom thing? Yeah. So I I can't remember who I heard this from, so I apologize to them. (laughs) But they described uh, AI as a Tom. So it's a totally obedient moron. AI will do exactly what you ask it to do, but it actually has no idea what it's really doing or like the purpose behind it. So the more you can prompt, the more you can tell it exactly what you're wanting, the better it will be. Mm-hmm. And I think so often people get on something like ChatGPT and they say, okay, write me a draft of this blog period. And then so it spits out something and it's robotic. It doesn't have personality. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have anything to it. And I say, that's on you. <laughs> that's not on it. That that's we should not like evaluate the merits of the tool based on that because it needs you. It needs you to not only infuse that personality, but 
that could look a couple, couple different ways. That could be in pinpointed prompting where you're saying, hey, can you use this voice? And it's using your brand words of flirty, fun, exciting, engaging, puns. It's fiery. It's sassy. It's spicy. Whatever that is. Or that could be you getting a first draft, a second draft, a third draft from ChatGPT, and then you infusing your brand voice into it. So I think there's just a lot of power when it comes back to the productivity element of you can only maybe add that spiciness to it. I would push back because I think maybe you could get ChatGPT to add some of it. But let's say you can only add that spiciness to it. The productivity element is you can have it do three drafts for you that get progressively better. And then you just put a little tiny spice on the end. And so I think that's where the personality can really be powerful. I love that Tom reference um, because I think that is so – it's so like – you hear that and you're like, yeah, like, duh, that's so true. You know, it's like using, I use Alexa to remind us of times yep. to pick up our kids from school mm-hmm. totally and things love. like that. Because, you know, we both work from home. Me and my husband both work from home. I have my own business. He works for Dungeons and Dragons. And so we're like both in like our elements all the time during yeah. the day. And so when we're doing that, we, if I were to just say, hey, set a reminder to pick my kid up from school, it would be like, what time, like who, like, so we have to put in those other things of like, pick up Brooklyn at 2.55, you know, PM, you know, it's, it's very important to put all those different things in. So then it can like hear what you need and then adjust it from that to fit our personal life. You know, our reminders is going to be different Mm -hmm. than the person down the street from their reminders. And it's the same thing with using a tool like chat GPT and everything, because like you said, you can put in those certain elements to make it fit your brand voice. You know, that example of, hey, write a blog post for me on this topic. It doesn't know your brand voice. It doesn't know exactly, you know, from what perspective. That's like my yes. favorite thing to put in there is yes. like write a blog post on this from the perspective of a systems expert. So then it is taking that information and all these different elements through AI to mm-hmm. put something out there. And yes, you can like regenerate ideas and things like that as you should. And then don't just take that and run with it. You still may need to tweak it here and there to fully fit your brand voice. But the power of using these tools is to increase your productivity. So we're not sitting there looking at a blank screen thinking, what should I write this blog post on? You know, use it to figure out, okay, what different ideas or questions are people having out there that I can then infuse into this blog post? Yes. Mm-hmm. So it's it's so important and it's it it's really is such a an amazing tool that's evolving. Like every time I go in there, there's new features that are coming yep. out with things. And that's what I love of being an early adapter is being a part of all of those yeah. new features. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And like being in that 14% that's using ChatGPT right now, uh-huh. you're learning so much every time you use it. So things like that about the perspective, gold, things like um, taking copy that's already on your website or your bio and just inputting it in there and saying, use this to now mm-hmm. write my blog post. So powerful. And you learn those as you get in there and like get your hands dirty. And so that you're evolving with the tool, which is, I think is where a lot of power comes in. Yeah, definitely. And like, it's so that statistic is so interesting, because I think about so many other system tools out there. And you know, there's probably so many percentages of people that even pay for a tool like Dubsado, and then don't even use all of the features that are in there. You know, it's like the same kind of thing. And, And as long as you are 
using the tool, but then still learning the features of it, you can be successful in it, even if you aren't a systems expert or you don't think in systems and workflows like I do. These mm-hmm. tools, I think, sometimes scare people because they're thinking, well, this isn't my zone of genius or this isn't what I do for a business. I'm a photographer. Like, what am I going to use chat GPT for? What am I going right. to use AI for? And there are a million things that you can use these tools for. And you don't have to just think, oh, well, you know, I'm not sitting here creating workflows for a bunch of people. Like, why do I need to know the ins and outs of Dubsado? Well, you do. So then you can utilize the tool to its fullest potential, especially if you're paying for a tool. Mm-hmm. So for you guys in photography, because I know we have a lot of photographers that listen to this, what are some ways that you guys love to use AI or chat GPT in the photography world or explain to people in your community to use? Yeah, absolutely. So the first place that we're using is ChatGPT. And we are literally on ChatGPT every single day. It is now worked into workflows Mm -hmm. and it is systemized that if I'm writing a blog post, I have certain checkpoints that I'm going to go into ChatGPT. We also think ChatGPT is a great place for people to start because it is a huge, broad tool that can do a lot of different things, which we'll get into some more specialized tools in a sec, but it can do a lot of things and it's free. It's free right now. So like Taryn said, AI is evolving crazy fast. Like Mm -hmm. it is just insane how fast things are just like completely evolving, shifting, new tools are coming out. And at the time of recording, ChatGPT is currently free, which is insane. It is literally up to you to just like harness that power and use it however you'd like. And so some tangible ways that we're using ChatGPT. So there's both us as a photographer and there's also us as content creators. So I'm going to just give some highlighted pieces of that. But so as photographers, the first and biggest place is blog posts. Like girl, I was so sick of starting with first drafts. I was so sick of just like trying to generate content, which doesn't need me, right? At some level, it will. At some level, it wants my personality in there. But in reality, I just need to get the content out there. And so engagement session blog posts or venue features, vendor features, um, recaps of days, things like that are great places to start on ChatGPT. So we'll start super specific, right? We'll give them that perspective, like Taryn was saying. And then we'll say, so Write, write me a blog post that's 300 plus words that is from an experienced wedding photographer in Minneapolis, Minnesota. The blog post is about Katie and Mitch. They got married in the mountains of North Carolina. It was a rainy day. They had gorgeous flowers. They had blue hues of bridesmaids dresses. Um, they had personalized pizza at the reception. So some like key points to take away. Um, this is also a great place for any other type of content generation. If you have any sort of script or any sort of bullet points, literally copy and paste them in there. Do not start from scratch. Also things like saying um, your perspective, copy that from your website, copy your bio, copy, like copy, sorry, copy, copy that you've already spent a lot of time on in your, on your website or on a pamphlet, a pricing guide, stuff like that. You don't need to start from scratch. Take those things, put them in chat GPT, say, use this to create this. So blog post, um, just copy in there, blog post titles, SEO titles, metadata in your blog posts, um, keywords, all kinds of things, slugs, things like that, that are like not hugely time consuming, right? Like to create a slug, that doesn't take time. But the five seconds here or there, you know, adds up over your lifetime. Or like SEO titles, that's just something that needs some strategy to it. And it'll take me a couple of minutes to finesse it. But if I put it in chat GPT and I say, give me 10 ideas for this that hit these keywords, it's going to come up with 
it's going to ideate things that I would not have thought of. So ChatGPT is a great place that we advocate for people to just get in, get your toes wet and start exploring because it has such a wide breadth of mm-hmm. options and opportunities. Yeah. And also just a reminder too, when using tools like ChatGPT that are a little bit bigger, more general use tools, is that the AI is only as good as the information you provide it on both ends. Like in the back end, what it's being trained on is exceptionally important, but we don't obviously have a huge role in that, but we can pay attention to it. But on our side, making sure that we're providing with as much specific and tailored information as possible will get us the best results. But going off of Tia with ChatGPT, other tools we use are much more tailored and specific. So for photographers specifically, we use tools like Aftershoot to help with culling and editing. Um, There are other tools like Imagine out there that help with editing. All these tools that are hyper-focused on one small thing. So like literally just editing a photo. Like, yes, we can go through and edit a photo individually every single time, like we have been forever. Or we can take an AI, train it on 20,000 of our past edits, and have that AI do the first draft for us now moving forward. Mm-hmm. And when Cam's talking about like the input and how much you're putting in there, I've heard a lot of people that have tried out editing tools and they're like, yeah, not for me. It's not really saving that much time. It's maybe actually creating more time. You got to put more in there. You got to put more input and just keep putting photos, keep putting photos that exactly match your editing editing style, just like in ChatGPT, how you're putting more and more specialized information in there. So that's on our editing front. Um, I'm going to tell you two more tools that I just think are fun and kind of gets our mind exploring. Um, we love a tool called Descript and Descript is a video tool. What happens is you input your, you upload a video and then it will literally transcribe the entire video. So first of all, useful. I can see that as a use case for a lot of people. Things like this, like Taryn's podcast, she might want to do video clips and she might want to have it transcribed on her blog posts that have the show notes or something like that. So the transcription as as is, is great. But with the transcription, what you can do is you can highlight lines of text and you can literally press delete and it will cut it out of the video. I'm sorry. I am floored by that. I think so. We edit a lot of video um, on our content creation side. We do weekly YouTube. And then I can also see a lot of listeners who would do social media posts, um, podcast repurposing, things like that. Um, Client videos. If you have anything in your client journey of like walking them through a guide or walking them through vendor recommendations. One of the most frustrating things with video for me is that if I'm editing a video, I have to be all in. And the entrepreneur in me who is like buzzing a mile a minute. What's the phrase? (laughs) Tons of just buzzing around. Um, I want to be able to listen to music. Honestly, I want to be able to listen to podcasts. Maybe I want TV on in the background. I can now edit into script and remove lines where I made a mess up, where I said something like that, buzzing a mile a minute, Mm -hmm. and I can just take it right out there versus having to be all in, focused, scrubbing along, finding where I messed up, finding where I had pauses. Um, It also has a little toggle where you can take pauses out. You can take ums, you can take us out. Just super powerful. Inside the script, it will also do something called dynamic text, where it will take that transcription and it will have the words pop up on the bottom, like word, 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 word. So like podcast repurposing to make social content is so easy because you can do it right on there and it will put that dynamic text that's following along, making it super engaging. Um, Pre-descript, I thought that people were doing that manually and I thought they were crazy. I was like, that does not feel worth it. (laughs) That is just not time worth it. I want to tell you about one more tool because I just think it is so fun. So technically this is an AI, it is an automation, but 
we love the tool called ManyChat. And ManyChat is basically a response automation tool. And so it can happen in like Facebook Messenger. It could happen in SMS. And mainly, I'm seeing it a lot in Instagram DMs. And so what it is, is that you can program an automation on the back end. And so it is like a bot. But like, don't fear that because it's going to have some personalization and it's going to feel really fun. Um, You can program kind of this entire workflow in the back end where someone may reply to your story or reply to a post or DM you a certain word and that word or a phrase triggers that entire workflow that you set up. And so what will happen is maybe you send them a message, you can send them a voice memo, you can send them a video. There's all kinds of like fun media options and it can look a lot of different ways. So that could be you delivering your weekly content. It could be Taryn delivering a podcast episode straight to someone's inbox for the certain um, platform that they use, right? Getting it to them in Spotify link or getting them into an Apple podcast link. It could be you adding people to your email list and delivering a guide to them, which you can do right there in DMs. And that's where I think the power to many chat lies is that everything is happening really natively. It feels really organic, but the power is it is automated. And so you're saving yourself time and you're creating an experience that's flawless for those potential clients, for those followers, whatever, however that looks. And so that's where I think like even service providers, I see a lot of options for this of responding to inquiries, getting pricing guides back to people quickly, getting them really tailored results for what they're looking for. So that could be taking them along a journey where they're being able to select like, yes, I'm this or no, I'm this. And then you're giving them very personal personalized, tangible guides, pricing options, collections, whatever that may be. Um, So I think ManyChat is really, really fun. We actually have something if anyone wants to DM us at Cameron and Tia, they can DM us just chat, C-H-A-T, and we'll walk you through a sample ManyChat funnel so that you can kind of feel it out. Um, We've got like a little voice memo in there of videos just so that people can learn about it. And Honestly, I think they're fun. Like I opt in for people constantly because it's engaging for me as a consumer, let alone for me as a provider of this. Like I think it, it the power is insane and conversion rates are insane because people love it. It feels super engaging. So that's a fun one. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like for these tools, something you guys touched on is like, if people are like, oh, I, you know, I, it takes me too much time to do it. And then now I like, I, it takes me more time. I'm not saving time or anything like that. Yes. Automations, workflows, Mm -hmm. systems, these tools are going to take time to put in place in your business as is anything that you do in your business. There's nothing that you're just going to snap your fingers and it's going to happen. Even if you outsource to someone, there's still going to be pre-work and stuff Mm -hmm. that you need to do for that person that's doing the work for you. But this is just like a big myth or misconception that people have about system tools is that, oh, if it takes me too much time to set up, it's not going to save me time in the long run. You know, that is just not the case. These automations, these workflows, these tools that you can utilize in your business, they will save you time. But you have Mm -hmm. to, as I always say, get your systems hands dirty and learn how to use them and put in the work to get them set up in the first place. So an inquiry email that is going to send out to your anyone who inquires for your services, yes, that's going to take time for you to write that email and then set up that workflow. But that amount of time it's going Mm -hmm. to save from all the people that inquire after you set that up is incredible. But you won't know that until you put in the work to do it or Mm -hmm. to outsource to someone like us to do that for you. So, you know, it's just something... I think that's just a mindset thing. Anyone listening to this, that's like feeling that way. This is a mindset shift that we need to make 
so that you feel that, oh, I will see the return on investment of my time by setting up these automations, by utilizing these tools, by utilizing a tool like Descript to, you know, take out stuff in your videos or your audios so that you're not sitting there and, you know, like Tia wanting to do other things while you're editing. I'm the same way. Like, I don't want to sit there and listen to every single thing in the podcast. Like I know that there's parts where I can <laughs> see in the text, like, Oh, rewind and stuff like that. Just edit all that out. And I can still be watching Vanderpump rules <laughs> since I'm like so engulfed in that right now. So I'm like, I want to be able to be doing other things while I'm doing this one task. And so figuring out how they work and everything so that you can save time in the long run and still do other things that you love to enjoy to do in your business Mm -hmm. or your personal life is so important. So I wanted to touch on that because I think that's just like a huge thing that anyone listening may be feeling right now if they have tried to set up automations, if they've tried to set up workflows, if they've tried chat GPT is feeling like, oh my God, this is taking me so much time to learn. Yes. Right. I'm just okay. going to keep I feel doing so strongly about this. Uh-huh. I could not agree more to literally every word you said, Taryn, because I think there's a huge entrepreneur mind sh- mindset of go, 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 do, 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 right? And it's like, clear out the inbox, do this next task, create this new project, finish this up. And we get so sucked into that, that it feels so counterproductive to pause learn the automation, put it in action, figure out the new tool. Like all of that feels like, oh my gosh, I have to take steps backwards. And Cam always likes to say it's a step to the side. Like it's a step to the side for a second to catapult you forward instead of just taking those constant one step forward, one step forward. If you take that step to the side, it's going to push you forward like seven steps. And so I think the more that entrepreneurs can like pause when they get to that sticky place where it's like, oh shoot, I'm sending this email for the third time and somehow I did not create a template yet. The more that they can just pause and figure out that new tool, set up that automation, they have to just have that mindset shift of, okay, this is going to catapult me forward after this. That's powerful. Definitely. And a real life example too. So we use Aftershoot to do all of our editing. Mm -hmm. Training Aftershoot took probably half a day at least to get just trained. Like not even to even start using. We had to go through all of our archives, look at all of our past edits that were completed, that we liked, that fit our style currently. Find those, organize those, upload those to Aftershoot, wait for Aftershoot to train its AI specifically for us. And then at that point, after probably six hours of work, we could finally start trying out the software. But now, instead of spending eight to ten hours manually editing a whole wedding, Aftershoot does an entire wedding in 20 minutes. And it is a phenomenal first draft. Well, it'll get like 85% of the way there. So then it's maybe one or two hours Per wedding on top of that for us to tweak so every single wedding now moving forward because we put eight hours of work into aftershoot let's say every single wedding moving forward instead of eight to ten hours we're doing one to two mm-hmm. which is every in- single insane. wedding just because we took that step to the side uh-huh. to pause and train it first yeah that's incredible well and that shows too like okay you know you guys especially you cam like you are techie you know and like even us as being techie people it still takes time to set these things up i have a a zap that is 40 steps long and that zap took me a very long time to set up it was, it was it's my Google Drive app, which is going to like sound like, why is that like so many steps? But this, I used to spend so much time or my team used to spend so much time on 
organizing and creating Google Drive folders for our clients. We have them very specific, especially for our system build. They have five subfolders in them. They have a team only folder in them that's like locked just for us. They have documents that go into it. We then connect documents together that speak to each other. Like there are so many parts of this Google Drive system that we were doing manually for so long. And then I spent the time to like, okay, I already have like the bones and the skeleton of this zap set up. Like what more can I do? Like what more in this process could I automate? And like looking at it and like writing down my SOP for creating that zap was, you know, I looked at it. I'm like, there's like 40 things I do for this process for every single client. And that is ridiculous. And now it's like, I can just spend the time to create that. And now it does it for every single client and I don't have to touch it. Yes, it took me time to set that up. And even though I know Zapier like in and out and I I know systems, it still takes me time to set them up. But then now, like you're saying for every single client or every single wedding, we're saving so much time because we spent that time to figure out how to utilize the tool. So I think that's just something you guys have to remember. Anyone listening is like, even us as techie people or systems thinking people, it still takes time to learn these tools and to utilize them. But then when you do, you are going to see that return on investment. I don't know. These tools out here, I just, I could literally just sing the praises of because they have saved me and my clients so much time after utilizing so much of them. And I have just really engulfed myself in different ways to really increase productivity. I have even slimmed down my team dynamic because of how many things I can automate and utilize different tools for, which is saving me money. And then that way, when I do have teams that I can bring in, it is going to be so intentional and isn't going to be tasks that I could be having AI do or chat GBT do or my Zapier automations. Yes, I still think having virtual assistants, OBMs, things like that can be really beneficial in your business. But in order to see that true return on investment of hiring someone, you want to make sure that they are doing tasks that are intentional, income producing, and they're also going to feel like they are not just doing the same repetitive tasks that like, isn't there an easier way to do this? Like, I'm sure we've all had those thoughts when we're doing a task or something. We're like, isn't there a way that this could maybe be automated? And there probably is. You just have to take the time to learn how to do so. And I think it's just, you know, getting past that like hurdle and that that hump, especially if you don't think in systems, is to really remember that, you know, we have to take that time to learn them and so that we feel really strong in them and listen to podcast episodes like this and find people that are already using them, especially for your industry too. You know, I'm sure photographers finding you guys is great because they're seeing how photographers are using these tools. And that's how if you start to utilize them, really showcase how they are being utilized for your industry is really powerful. Um, how, how has that been for you guys of having other photographers and stuff like that of you know, maybe having questions about the tools and everything? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I think the obvious photographer use case right now is editing and is culling. And right now there's a couple different tools on the market. That's Cam has mentioned after shoot and filter pixel and um, imagine. imagine are kind of the big three and they're all developing completely differently. So there's different versions that are in beta. There's different versions that are like 
just have calling and just have editing. And so what's really empowering right now is that a lot of people are seeing huge rewards in their time and in their productivity because there are so many different options and people are going in and getting their feet wet and figuring out what's a good fit for them. And so um, I think that photographers are plagued by having to edit constantly. That is a huge part of Cam's role in our business as we still maintain our service side um, where we'll have 30 weddings a year and then we'll have 30 engagements a year and families and seniors and everything on top of that. And that takes up so much of his manpower. And now as we've explored just taking editing partially off the table, right? Like there's still stuff involved for him, but taking that off the table allows us not only so much more productivity in our business that he can be allocated in different ways, but it allows us so much more freedom in our life. It allows us so much more free time and the like mythical work-life balance. It already, we are feeling in our first busy season of using AI of editing in editing that we have so much life back to us. Yeah. I think the craziest thing to like keep in mind too about using AI tools right now is we're literally like seven months into the chat GPT era. Like this is brand new. Like I, I just, I can't even like think of like uh equivalent thing that we've experienced before. Yeah, like, like how much lifetimes. is happening yeah. so fast and changing so fast and all these AI tools already incredible saving us so much time but they're literally in their infancy like there's going to be so much progress made and like improvements made to these so right now yeah sure it's taking me an extra two hours to edit the wedding i bet in a year or two i am literally clicking a button it's done in five minutes and it's good to go and it's literally my edit it looks exactly like i would do and probably do better than i do because it knows exactly from thousands and thousands and thousands of edits in the past exactly what i would do and that's incredible and so the application for listeners is if you can get in right now you're going to hold so much more power because as this develops you're going to develop with it like we've been saying the power of being an early adopter is that you learn limitations right now you learn how to prompt better and then as the tool gets better as the tool develops you develop with it versus like let's say this year down the road all of a sudden a tool can edit our entire wedding at at the press of a button if a photographer tries to get in then that might be even more overwhelming because they don't know where to start they don't know how to uh, uh, like apply the tool mm-hmm. or anything like that yeah and honestly a lot more expensive too likely yes because now it's more powerful and better and fully formed yes and so there's power right now into getting in there and learning and utilizing not just for your current productivity state and for saving time but for that future you who then is able to really harness that power Well, now I'm like hoping or maybe I'm just like behind like the game and like need to find a podcast tool like that that is going to edit my podcast Mm -hmm. episodes with a click of a button. Um, And I'm hoping there's one out there and I just haven't found it yet Um, because I'm like, you know, the, the amount of time for me and I'm the same way where it's like, you know that the editing part is what takes me the longest time. You know, it's not, you know, Mm -hmm. I could record episodes like all day and everything, but like I am so particular in my editing. And so that is like what takes me the longest time. And so for me, I've always thought that's the first thing I'm going to outsource, you know what I mean? And, but if there's a way that I can do that, and have it be done through like an automation or a system tool mm-hmm. would be ideal because then who I outsource, I'd rather outsource to someone that's going to like grow my podcast, like rather right. than the like mm-hmm. editing side of it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And it's like, Definitely. I don't want anyone listening to this. That's maybe a 
a photo editor or something is like, great, now my job is gone. You know, it's like find different ways. Like, yes, like the world is always evolving. Like Cameron mm-hmm. said, like everything is just in like infancy stage right now when it comes right. to these tools. But we are we are in 2023 in the time of recording this episode. And, you know, things are going to evolve. Things are going to change. You know, we have robots cleaning our floors. Like there's, <laughs> there's so many things that are changing in our life that like, you know, when our parents were little, like they did, couldn't even imagine mm-hmm. the things that we have now. And so, you know, if you're seeing your job and different elements of your job are now being automated are now in AI tools, find ways to evolve with it. So maybe you can learn those tools mm-hmm. and then you can teach people how to use them. You can literally teach, have a course on how to make, to use these photo editing tools exactly. and do something like that. And that would be so amazing because you would be ahead of the game. You would be there as a resource for someone that's saying, mm-hmm. they're like, oh, I don't want to use this tool. Like, I don't know how to use it. But then here you are, you're filling that gap. And then you're still having your job security and feeling that way. So like, think of, you know, always evolving with these tools that are coming out there and don't feel like, okay, now my job is going to be ending. Um, right. Have you guys like seen those kinds of things in your industry of people feeling that way? Yes. So I'm so curious how this will look because there's a lot of elements to it of like jobs being replaced. So let's say, okay, that example that you just gave is great, Taryn. I'm also curious about like photo editors, for example, how will that look? Because there is something that something within their job that still requires that personalization, right? Like circling back, there is something like for you of recording a podcast that you need to be on the podcast, but all other elements could have some sort of automation or some sort of AI helping or completely doing. So photo editors, maybe there's some sort of like management of the catalogs of like, you can really streamline this and you are the person that everyone still sends their catalogs to, but you send them out to AI. It's like a AI manager, right? Like I think that more jobs will come about that will be like the AI. AI facilitator, the AI manager, the AI teacher, because it will be creating jobs in that way while some other jobs will be um, like elements of those will be isolated, will be taken away. So I just think the potential of like evolving with this is insane. Mm-hmm. And I think there will be so much to it, which is exciting. And I understand fears and I want to validate fears. But I think if you can evolve with that, there's a lot of potential to it. Yeah, I think moving forward, the most likely scenario is that rather than AI replace directly replacing jobs Mm -hmm. it'll be people who use ai will replace the people who don't Mm -hmm. in those fields Mm -hmm. yeah definitely i think like you know if you don't use them and and just don't want to learn about them at some point that is going to be it's going to be the opposite percentage of what cameron was saying Uh of like there's going to be a higher percentage of people that use them then don't use them and then that's just where you know it's like someone that's like you know someone that's older is like i refuse to use a cell phone it's like well Uh like okay no one's gonna be able to get in touch with you sitting by your landline Uh in the house so you know it's like really thinking, okay, we need to evolve with the times and the times right now are moving towards AI and things like that. So really learning them and figuring out how you can utilize them in your industry 
find different people that are already using them in their industry, in your industry. And if there isn't, that is where you can step up and be an industry leader and be that person that is. So Mm -hmm. for you guys, like, I'm sure that's how you felt, you know, seeing the photography industry and a lot of people maybe not utilizing the tools or not talking about them as much. Mm -hmm. So then Mm -hmm. that's where you can come in and talk about them in certain ways and then become that go-to person for people to learn from. And so that is super important to remember. Um, So any final things that you guys want to mention or anything about AI or chat GPT for anyone that's listening that um, would be helpful for them moving forward to using the tools? Yes. So um, we have a resource that's CameronandTia.com slash systemize for the pod. And the biggest thing on there is that we have a whole lot of different AI tools. Mm -hmm. Like we just started the surface. Like we just, you know, started digging here. We did not get deep into things that might be specialized for you, might be specialized for your industry, might be specialized for your business. Like Karen was saying, there might be a podcast tool out there, but we have a whole bunch of resources on that page. We know this can be so overwhelming. Yes. And it has all kinds of tools for you to start exploring. And what we encourage you to do is like, yes, get on ChatGPT, start seeing the application, see if it makes sense for your business. But also on this page, there's just a whole bunch of tools there that you can start dipping your toes in the water. Just start exploring them, start seeing if they fit for your business, if they feel good, if they feel worthwhile for you to take that step to the side to start exploring. And so there's just a whole lot of options on that page for listeners to start figuring out what's a good fit, what makes sense for me, if this is something that's great. Yeah, that is so awesome. Thank you so much for providing that resource. I know that will be very helpful for anyone, especially if you're like just starting out in AI or chat GPT and figuring out, okay, is this the right tool for me? Or how can I utilize it in my business? Really look at this tool that they have provided for you guys so you guys can see the different elements and the different tools that are out there and then do your own research Mm -hmm. and see what tools are out there for your industry and see, you know, what's coming out. Check out ChatGPT, start using it to generate ideas, but Remember, it is still kind of like a a template to go off of. You know, you still have to infuse your personality into it. You know, think of like Canva templates. Like, yes, we can just grab a Canva template and put it on Instagram. It's not going to look like our brand. It's not going to have our brand voice. We need to infuse that in there. So the same thing with these tools, help them learn your brand voice and really infuse that throughout and not feel like it's going to lose the personality that your business has. So thank you so much, Cameron and Tia, for joining me on this episode. I know this is going to be so helpful for people. I know I learned a lot and I can't wait to continue to dive more into AI and chat GPT myself. So thank you guys so much for joining me today. Yay. Thank Thank you you, so much, Taryn. This was wonderful. Yeah, of course. And we will see you guys on the next episode of She Can Systemize.